tricky to the old paths, of course. But it's also important for us to uh, not lose our edge. You ever lost your edge? Oh, yeah. And uh, there are times we have to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry, but I'm not where I used to be. Huh? Brother, um, Brother Gabbard, that's one reason he uh, gave up his church was because he wanted to uh, uh, finish up with what he had. And, uh, <laughs> and so for a while, I kind of thought it was time for me to move on. And I think the Lord said, you can't move on. You're going to have to stay right here. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> uh, so the Lord's helping me. Y'all understand? So anyway, the Lord helped me. I, uh, this doesn't seem near as spiritual as what Teresa was doing. Uh, she was exhorting us. And so, but uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Zechariah chapter 14. I've been stuck over here for a while. I work out on the peripheries and work in the different areas, but... There's, been, there's a lot of things in this Zechariah 14. I'm not going to try to preach all of them. I just want to pick out two basic um, themes out of this. And so um, I want to read, um, we'll start in verse 1. And those who are able, if you will, stand with me as we take and read these scriptures here tonight. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, uh, yeah, rifled, the women ravished, Half the city shall go forth into captivity. The residue of the people shall be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And so I want to start off talking about this last phrase. As when he fought in the day of battle. Of battle. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are. And though, Lord, most of this world does not recognize that you, that you are God and you are God alone, and that, Lord Jesus, you're coming back, coming back with an army, but, Lord, you're not going to use any of that army. It's just you. And it's called the day of the Lord. Amen. I pray, Lord, help us to get a hold of this and for it to grip our hearts and to realize that there are so many who are lost and undone of our family and of our friends, of our acquaintances, of those that we 
walk among. Help us, dear Lord, not to lose sight of that. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us this day to remember that you will fight as you have for us Amen. again. Amen. Come by. Anoint these feeble lips of clay to speak Amen. your word, I pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. 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 Now these uh, scriptures are talking about <clears throat> basically um, the beginning of the millennial reign. And one of the uh, places that I read after, and some of you who study the scripture, you will understand when I say this. I don't agree with all of his, his uh, uh, stuff. I think his theology is sound. But uh, he wrote about part of this scripture talking about these sieges and letting us know that these are nothing that have come in the past, even as of today. This was written back in 1921. He said, Nor is it true that previous sieges have fulfilled this chapter. Sennacherib encamped about around Jerusalem in 710 B.C. Ptolemy Psalter took the city, Jerusalem, about 315 B.C. Antichus the Great took the city in 203 B.C. The Egyptian Scopus in 199 B.C. Antichus uh, Epiphanes in 170 B.C. And there were other sieges besides, but none of these sieges is predicted here. This is yet to come. This is, in chapter 14, this is not predicting a siege or of 70 A.D. or any of those past times. This is predicting a battle to come in the future. And, um, and it's a wonderful thought to believe and to understand when he says, as when he fought in the day of battle. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful he's on my side. Amen. I'm thankful that he can see what I cannot see. That he understands what I cannot understand. And that he, uh, he goes forth. Have you ever tried to get things to work out in a particular way with a several bunch of people in your life? You know, you talk to this one and you talk to that one. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe you were trying to work for getting a, a family reunion together. Or maybe for a big meal or something like that. And as you're trying to plan for those things, they fall apart. Even though you've already gotten, what do you call it, the commitment from those different ones. But I want to tell you, the one that we serve, he can put things together and they won't fall apart. If it didn't come to pass at such and such a time in the past, is because it wasn't designed to come a pass back then. Amen. The Lord knows. We don't know. And uh, in all honesty, I think I'm glad that I don't know all that He knows. 
But I am glad that he has given us enough word that we can begin to look up. Because there is this day that is coming. Um, Brother Jamie, would you look up Exodus 14, 14? And Brother Robert, if you would, look up uh, Deuteronomy 3 and 22 for me. A couple of scriptures I want to read before I get into some other scriptures I have for you here this day. But I want, want, want you to think back. How many times has the Lord showed up in your situation? Huh? I've been in places where I said, Lord, you need to show up now. He didn't show up. Later on, Lord, I need you to fight for me now. He didn't fight for me then. And in all honesty, the devil fought with me saying, see, 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 he's not going to be there for you. But I'm going to tell you something. When he did come along, woo, he wiped the table off. Amen. Reset it in just the right way. And we had a perfect victory. So, uh, if you would read Exodus 14, 14. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Amen. I was uh, listening to the news somewhat. Teresa and I were as we were spending a little time together. <clears throat> and they were talking to people over on the Gaza Strip. <clears throat> And this one particular man, he just kind of got rude about it. He said, we're dying over here. We need international help. And the lady tried to say a little something, you know. The, uh, uh, we need people to come in right now, you know. And we're, we're hungry. We got people. Yeah, 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 I know. And I thought to myself, I don't think he's a Christian. He's probably a Muslim. Come on. Because Christians have a tendency to bear their needs Amen. in peace. Amen. Huh? That doesn't mean now, folks, I don't want you to take it that that doesn't mean that you can't share your burden with others. Right. And you're supposed to share your burden with the brothers and the sisters right. in the church. Amen. But oh, let me tell you something. You don't get on, on the... Uh, on the radio and say, we need help and we need it now. <laughs> Stop this war. Like, well, you know, y'all should have thought about that when y'all elected, anyway, Hamas in several times over and over. Well, you know, this is what you wanted. Anyway, uh, read that one again for me. Exodus 14 and 14, the Lord shall fight for you and he shall hold your he shall fight for you, yes. and ye shall hold your peace. That's when, the, yes. that's when the Lord was talking to the children of Israel. And that army, the Egyptian army, right. was right there coming right. behind yes. them. Uh, my estimates were over a million people there crowded together in that one place going down through a sm very small valley. Uh, they're having to funnel in and it goes right down to the to the Red Sea. Uh -huh. And they don't have any way to go across. Right. And that's what the Lord said to them. Uh -huh. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Don't be screaming. Ah! Huh? Hold your peace. Right. I'm going to fight this battle for you. 
Then Deuteronomy 3 and 22, Brother Robert. Ye shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Folks, we are not supposed to fear anybody Amen. but the Lord. We are to give reverence and honor to those that the Lord has, uh, you know, put in place of government. Amen. I know that's hard for us to believe, but that's what the Lord has called for us to do. Right. We're to honor and uh, fear them, but not to fear them as a place that we think that they can do anything really to us. Right. Look at the three Hebrew children. Right. Huh? God delivered them. Look at Daniel in the lines. Yeah. Huh? The Lord delivered them. God is well able to fight for us. And let me tell you, there's one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament. Uh, it talks about that, God, that the Lord, and in that particular place, it's the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which means Jehovah. Mm -hmm. Jehovah is a man of war. Amen. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm glad that uh, he's just not somebody that's just been twiddling his thumb throughout the eons and the millennia, but he is a man of war. Amen. And he knows how to prosecute a war. He knows how to uh, fight in the right way, but he also knows that when it's his time to fight, he fights to win. Amen. Brother Robert. Amen. Amen. And so, over in Isaiah 37, starting in verse 35, talking about Jerusalem, I want y'all to understand something. A lot of the scriptures is about that holy city, right. Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the city of peace. That's what that the uh, Jer, J E R U is talking. Well, J E is talking about uh, city, and Salom is part of that word, which means peace. Okay, it's supposed to be a city of peace. Anybody in your lifetime knows Jerusalem to be a city of peace? It's absolutely a shame that even among Christians, there's fighting in, the, in that uh, big church called the uh, Church of the uh, um, Sepulchre. Right. Yeah, Sepulchre. And so they will fight one another. Christians, can you imagine that? That is not the city of peace. No. But the Lord has marked that place. Oh, all the way back whenever uh, Abraham took Isaac up onto Mount Moriah, they say that's where it was at, Mount Moriah. And that was where he was to make that sacrifice, but God had a ram in the thicket. Amen. And it is a, supposed to be a city of peace. And so in Isaiah, he is saying, for I will defend this city to save it, for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Not for its sake, not for the inhabitants' sake, but for the Lord's sake and for his servant David's sake. Then the angel of the Lord went forth 
and smote uh, in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. Huh? Aurora, how many is that? A hundred, fourscore, and five thousand. Anybody? Hundred eighty-five thousand. That's how many the Lord killed in this time. And the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpse. And Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. Amen. Uh, Hezekiah had prayed. Amen. Sent word to Isaiah. And Isaiah prayed for him and sent word to him and said, the Lord's going to fight your battle. Amen. Then, uh, also, the Lord, uh, through Isaiah, in Isaiah 13 and 5, He said, And they come from a far city, from the end of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of His indignation to destroy the whole land. Now, this is a different time. Amen. Verse 6, How ye... For the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. I don't know about you, but I always think about our Lord, about the Almighty, as one who creates and builds and builds up. And so for Him to be so indignant and to be so unhappy and to be so mad that He is bringing instruments of destruction. Amen? He goes on, Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Amen? Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light, and the sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I, talking to the Lord, and I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancies of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. But I want you to pay attention to this verse here. And I will make a man more precious than fine gold. Even a man than the gold wedges of Orphra. What is the value of a man? Hearing interviews from people in Gaza, some of them are complaining, we are worthless. Nobody cares about us. Nobody has our interests at heart. Woo! Come on. 
We have people in America that say, I'm worthless. I, nobody notices me. I, I'm like I'm invisible. Hey, man, uh, the government doesn't help me. And, and friends and neighbors, they can't help me. And, and all this, I'm invisible. But let me tell you something that the righteous, those who are saved, are, much, are worth much more than the golden wedges of Orpha. Amen. At this particular time, in this case, it's the same parallel scriptures that go along with Zechariah chapter 14, talking about the day of the Lord, the day of vengeance, the day that the Lord will come and establish His millennial reign. From things that I read, apparently in the late 1800s and early 1900s, there were a lot of people who didn't believe in the millennial reign. Huh? And uh, I do know that some of the old, old line Baptist folks are, what's that fancy word? All millennial. In other words, they believe the Lord's going to come after the millennial reign. And so uh, these scriptures plainly say, oh no, He's coming. And He's going to establish His rule. I'm wanting you to recognize this because these scriptures, and you can go back and read these scriptures later on, it's talking about drawing all the world's armies to fight against that one city of Jerusalem. Huh? It's coming. Isaiah 66 and 15. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with His chariots like a whirlwind to render His anger with fury and His rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by His sword will the Lord plead with all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Now, if you remember in Revelations, it talks about the Lord coming on that white horse. And where does it say His sword's coming from? How is He holding His sword? Out of His mouth. You know why? Because that word sword is talking about His Word. How did God create the heavens and the earth? With His words. He spoke them into existence. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, moving on with this idea of the day of the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 2 and 12. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up and he shall be brought low. I don't know about you, but I don't want the day of the Lord to be against me. I want to be on His side. I'm choosing to be on God's side. Amen. How do I choose that? By my daily living for God. Day by day. Every day. Even in Acts, they're quoting over in Joel, but Acts 2 and 20 says, The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood. That's why so many people get so uh, upset when they uh, talk about blood moons, okay? Uh, the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. 
And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. That's talking about now. Amen. We need to call upon the name of the Lord now. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we make that choice. You can keep putting it off all you want to, but one day you're going to put it off and you won't have another day to put it off. Amen. It's a coming. And uh, Revelation 16 and uh, 14 said, For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to battle of that day of God Almighty, the great day of the Lord. We're living in wicked days and wicked times. My wife did a little research. How many of you know that this war with Hamas started whenever they broke through a fence and attacked a music concert? Huh? Have any of you looked at the pictures of what was on stage of the music concert? Huh? It broke, my heart. broke her heart. It was what, a Buddha? It's a big Buddha. Big old Buddha. With multiple arms. Yeah. And they were worshiping as part of that Nova thing is where they are worshiping and they get in some kind of trance-like state and they, uh, Nirvana, well, I don't know, I don't care, I'm sorry. But that's what they were doing when Hamas came out and attacked and killed so many of them. Now who's righteous and who's evil? It's confusing, ain't it? Huh? Did you know one of God's ways of, of causing battle and fight is that he causes each other to fight one with another. To fight brother with brother. Amen. Family with family. Uh, neighbors to neighbors. Huh? People in Georgia with people in Georgia. Come on. People in Georgia against people in Texas. People in uh, America against people in America. Does it sound a little familiar to you? Amen. Congress. Amen. Uh, Democrats against uh, Democrats and Democrats against Republicans and Republicans against Republicans and Republicans against... Sound a little familiar to you? God's stirring the pot. And He is preparing for this great day. And let me tell you something, folks. Don't get caught... Don't get caught in all of that. Uh -huh. Amen. God has called us. Amen. Teresa has mentioned it. Amen. He's called us for more. Amen. Two in a field. And the Lord calls and want to be taken. I wonder what kind of field that was. Were they plowing? Or were they knocking on doors? Or were they preaching to the people? Amen. Or were they handing out food at a food bank? What was it? Huh? Two in the field. One was taken and the other left. The day of the Lord. Let me tell you something, folks. I am a firm believer. I may not, some of you may say I'm confused about when it is, but I can tell you this much. We're all going to go out at the same time. 
But the Lord's coming. And He is going to get us before the day of the Lord. There's other scriptures that talk about that when the Lord comes down for this day of the Lord, the host of heaven. Do I have any of the host of heaven in here? Amen. I haven't made it yet, but I, I got my name down to be part of the host of heaven. Amen. And it goes on uh, over in Amos 5 and 18. You didn't know the Bible had so much about this, did you? Huh? It's all it's spread all over the scriptures. Amos 5 and 18. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. Can you imagine that? Huh? Youngins. Can you imagine? You're running from a lion who's out to get you and you run right into the paws of a bear. Huh? What he's saying right there is you're, you might try to run from God, but you ain't going to run far. That's right. Amen. He goes on, uh, uh, as if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met, met him, or went into a house and leaned his hand on the wall to hide, you know. He leans his hand on a wall and a serpent bites him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light? Every dark and no brightness in it. I do pray, Lord, come quickly. But I'm not praying for the day of the Lord to come quickly. Come on. You have to understand. You understand the difference? Because when you're praying for the day of the Lord to come, you're praying for God to kill all them sinners. Huh? How many of you remember, uh, uh, it was just a few years back, that, that particular church in Texas, that uh, I can't even remember what they were boycotting, but they were mean-spirited, awful-type people, huh? And wanting, someone help me with that. What were they picketing most of the time? Huh? No, I'm talking about, it, it wasn't that far back. It was back when, um, it was uh, probably in 13 or 14, I think they were picketing some of the army. Yeah, I remember one funeral of a man who died in uh, Afghanistan or maybe Iraq or something like that came by and they picketed him and basically part of the picket said on there that that man had gone to hell. Huh? Yeah. Folks, we're not those kind of Christians. We should weep for every sinner that dies. Because that's another soul that missed heaven. It's another soul that we failed. Come on. When I was a salesman, I don't think all salesmen were like this, but if I didn't make the sale, I assumed I didn't explain the thing right. You understand what I'm saying? It was my fault. So I didn't present it in a way that you could see what I was talking about. We should take the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I, 
I told my wife the other day, oh, I'm working on some things. Got things churning around in my head. That can be dangerous. Might lose some more hair up there. I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, how to get this generation. Huh? <laughs> Had an interesting conversation the other day. I was making appointments for having some tests to be done. So I was talking to a, a young lady there. And uh, so, you know, I told, made mention, I'm, I'm a pastor, you know. And she said, oh, that's good. She said, I'm spiritual, you know. I said, well, that's good. That's good. So then I looked at her and I said, so I guess you're a nun then, right? N-O-N-E. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? That means no church affiliation. No church affiliation. I said, well, she says, I believe. I said, yeah, but what do you believe? Where is it going to carry you to? Right, right. What is the truth? Right. Are you going to believe something that you're just going to feel like, wow, this makes me feel so good? Huh? I told her, I said, there's only one true religion out there. And that's following Jesus Christ, Amen. Christianity, the only true religion. Amen. Amen. So that day of the Lord is coming and it's coming quickly. Amen. Back to uh, Zephaniah. No, this is Zephaniah. I was in Zechariah. Zephaniah 1.14 said the great day of the Lord is near uh, and uh, hasteneth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man, shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wastedness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and the alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers, and I will bring distress upon uh, men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord. And their blood shall be poured out as dust and their flesh shall, as dung. And uh, neither shall silver nor their gold be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by fire of His jealousy. For he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. He's more feared than Hamas. He's more feared than uh, a Muslim extremist. He's more feared than the atomic bomb. He's more feared than the COVID sickness or cancer or anything else. The Lord is coming. Zephaniah 2 and 1. Gather yourselves together. Yea, gather together, O nation, not desired. Before the decree, bring forth uh, before the day pass as a shaft. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. Before the day of the Lord's anger upon you, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought His judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. 
I picked this scripture out for the next verse. For Gaza shall be forsaken. And Ascalon, a desolation. They shall drive out. Ashdod at the noonday. And Ekron shall be rooted up. Those are all cities and places not far from Gaza. Woo! 1 Thessalonians 5 and 2, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. A lot of times we apply that to the rapture. The rapture will also be like that, but it is up talking about the day of the Lord. They'll not know it when it comes. 2 Peter 3 and 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Back to Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 12. You want to know? Hey, youngins, I want to know what the plague is that the Lord's going to use on that great day. It says, and this shall be the plague that the Lord, you know what a plague is? It's like a sickness. It's like COVID. COVID was considered a plague. No, seriously. Seriously. Uh, when, when I was younger, it was, uh, I can't remember. Uh, huh? Bubonic plagues, you know, killed much of people. This is the plague of the Lord. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. You heard this, the saying, dead man walking? Yeah. That's what it's talking about. Basically, they'll just basically melt right off the bones. It can be like some of the other prophets talked about, like fire. But this is the great judgment that God's going to bring because people were proud. Too proud. Too proud. To bow their knee before God. Right. Too proud to obey the word of God. Right. Too proud to turn the other cheek. Right. Too proud to say, I'm sorry. Right. Forgive me. Right. Too proud to go back and to make things right when you knew there were things you did wrong. Right. Huh? Too proud. And that's what's going to happen. Amen. To those that are still alive, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I'll be there, but I'll be standing back behind the Lord. Amen. 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 You know what that is? That's, that's sitting on my horse seat there, Elijah. Huh? I'm sitting on my horse. Okay. All right. Okay. That's why I want my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
That's why I want my name to stay in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's why I live holy and righteous. Now this here that I mentioned to you, I don't know about you, but it can be a little scary. A little scary, huh? To know that I thought God was the God of love. He is a God of love. You know why He's a God of love and still does this? Because He said, this is what I will do if you don't turn to me. Amen. Come on. And a person that loves will keep their word. That's right. Amen. They'll keep that word. And so, the Lord's coming, folks. Teresa, come get us a song. I felt like, though I haven't directly addressed it, I've mentioned a little about Gaza, the West Bank, and that. I kind of felt like these scriptures might help you be able to have a better vision of what's going on over there. I didn't read all the scriptures, but go back and read. Zechariah chapter 14. Starting in verse 1 all the way down to the last. There'll be things in there you'll say, whoa, wait a minute. That's not what I thought. Right. And when you come across things like that, what are you going to do? Uh-huh. Are you going to try to change the Scriptures? No. Or are you going to change what you believe? Amen. Amen. That's what I've done. There's a lot of things when I started out in this race, I believed. Uh-huh. And I was wrong. Right. Amen. Brother right. Jackie, there are some things I preached. And I was wrong. Come on. Amen. I want to do right. Yeah. And I want to serve the Lord. Yeah. I want to know Him. Right. And I don't want to just put my name on that list up there and forget about it. I'll be honest with you, it won't stay like that. You've got to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And He'll know you. Just for some of you others who uh, like to study in there, I know I've read it before, but in that chapter, I've always wondered, I've always wondered where are the people that are going to live in the millennial reign who are not saved, where are they going to come from? And I found the answer in that chapter. So I'll leave it with you. Amen. Lord bless you. Come, let's gather around this altar. And if you're not right, let's get right. Amen. And then those of us who are right, let's be praying and saying, Lord, help me to get back on task. Help me to be that witness you'd have me to be. Come, let's pray.
Let your love 